0: You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 155. Does my geographic location indicate my likelihood for toxic mold? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information-sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at CNC contractor services com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Today, we are talking about where people live and the likelihood of having toxic
1: mold. Yep. Yep. I wrote geographic area, which was probably a little vague, but uh, the reason that we're talking about is I, I hear it all the time. Well, I live in Arizona or I live in Utah, or I live in Wyoming, or I live wherever, and it's not humid. So there are mold problems, you know, California, and it there's mold problems everywhere. And it's probably one of the most common things I hear is, I didn't know there were mold problems in Wyoming.
0: Well, here's an interesting question, because I, I, you know, those of us in the U.S. tend to be very U.S.-centric, but I think about people who live in India, Ireland, and Scotland, and England, and Germany, and France, where their buildings are way older than any buildings we have in the US. And so they were built with stone and rock and their castles. Is that better at mold prevention because the materials are so old? Or is it worse because those buildings tend to be a those where they live, their dwellings are smaller. People are more cramped, and it's more dark and damp. If we're talking about the stone-based dwellings,
1: I wouldn't think that like that's there's a binary choice there, yes or no. There was way too many variables, but you know, there there could be there could be one one building and the same exact one owned by a different person. One doesn't have issues. And one does. And a lot of it's based on upkeep and that person. Um, as far as the building materials, I mean, it it's easy to say, well, if it's rock and all that, it shouldn't be problems. Well, the problems really don't lie in all the rock. It's the stuff on the inside. Just like I say all the time, that's why we have the mold epidemic. Because of homes and the way we have them. I mean, you got to remember, you know, way back in the day, they they heated only with fireplaces, so they obviously had to air out their homes there. You know, there were mud huts back in the day. I mean, you, you think about airflow compare, and air quality compared to what it is now, and it's night and day. I mean, now we have HVAC systems and we keep our homes closed up because we don't want to hear the noise outside or whatever. So it's... You no, know, it'd be easy for me to answer your question, but there's way too many variables. Way so, too many. So,
0: in places like Ireland and Scotland, where it rains, England it rains a lot. Vancouver in Canada it rains a lot. Yeah, Washington, Washington. Yeah. like, should those people be a little more prone to feel like, well, given all the moisture, I mean, there's a reason it's green, right? And the humidity, we are, we probably need to be more on the lookout. For more than let's say people in Arizona or India or places where it's super hot a lot of the year, or no?
1: Well, it, you know, obviously the 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 moisture in your geographic loqu- location really has a lot to do with it. Um, but I don't want to I don't want people to believe because you're in Arizona where it's dry, you're not going to have concerns. And it, you know, the humidity being high outside, and once again the the Positive thing about homes and being closed up is those places you just mentioned where it's humid and it rains a lot. The homes are closed up, and if they're built properly and they're watertight, you don't have that high humidity inside the home because you're obviously using a forced air furnace or you're using some sort of, of more or less air well, not air, but heating or forced air that pushes the air throughout the home. Does that make sense? Okay. So it's, you're a human, just because it's humid in, in Seattle doesn't mean inside a home it should be that humid. That's my point.
0: And so what you're saying is don't look at where you're living and think because you live in uh, Arizona. Arizona, you're, you're never going to have mold exactly. problems. There are too many factors that play into that, right. not just the actual location, exactly. and the temperature. And there.
1: that, you know, my point behind all this is I don't want our listeners to think just because they live in a dry place that they can't have mold concerns. You're just as likely for to have a building defect in Arizona as you are in Seattle or in Washington that makes sense
0: well and then there you know there are also those who feel like they live in super cold climates most of the year like alaska or here in wyoming or maine or new hampshire and they go well it's so cold so much of the year do we really ever have mold problems here uh, yeah. What do you say to that
1: well the mold what happens is the mold goes into a dormant state and obviously how it does that once the humidity drops below 60 percent well Even when it's really cold, if you have an active moisture intrusion concern, so you have a drip, drip, drip from a water line, even when it's freezing outside, it's not going to be freezing down in your crawl space. shouldn't be, or your pipes would all freeze. You can still have high humidity and a mold concern. Now, if the humidity goes below 60%, you still have the mold there. It's just in a dormant state that makes sense that does make sense so just just because it's cold outside our listeners aren't living you know in sub-zero temperatures inside their homes so but the, my point is is the it being cold doesn't change now are there factors that it's more likely to have you know more mold, mold growth when it's warmer that's all that all depends on the mold sport itself but don't you know don't fall into the trap of, well, I don't have to worry about it because I live in Wyoming where it's dry and it gets really cold every winter. So we ul- see mold ultra, issues everywhere.
0: Ultra cold weather doesn't kill the mold is what I think people are right. thinking, Nothing right? Nothing kills
1: the mold. Okay. So, and it, it goes into a dormant state. A lot of people, and I hear it even from professionals that, that, you know, to kill mold, you do this, this, and this, or the mold's dead. Mold's never dead. It's dormant. We've done podcasts about it. Mm-hmm. It's a non viable however you want to word it, but... It Mold is never dead. It just goes into a dormant state, just like your grass outside.
0: Sounds like mold is pretty resilient.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like we've talked about before. I mean, it; it's happened to adapt to survive just like we are as humans.
0: Absolutely.
1: So the more, the more we try to get rid of it, the stronger it gets and, and more
0: and mutates. Okay. Exactly. So then going back to the whole geographic area thing, what what states in the United States are the most common for mold?
1: So I I did this. I don't recall where I got the um the stats from, but uh it's in the mold epidemic. I put it in pretty much every book cuz it, it is interesting to know. And so for our listeners, I'm sure we probably have listeners in every one of these states. This is in the United States. But number one is Texas, which most people will be like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Houston's humid. But you get further away, up into northern Texas, it's not humid. You still have issues up there. Number two is Florida. That's easy. It's humid there. Um, number three is Oklahoma. Now, is it humid in o- Oklahoma? I think it depends on where you're at. Um, South Carolina, yeah, it's probably going to be a little bit humid, not like Florida. Nevada, is it humid in Nevada. No, it's dry. anybody's been to, to Vegas no, or even the north part of Nevada? It's not humid at all. Um, Arizona is not humid, period. I don't think there's anywhere in Arizona that's really humid. Do you know? No, um, California, California, yeah, it's a coastal state, but it's not humid there, mm-hmm. not that I know of, yeah, or know where I've been. Um, number eight, South Dakota. We both know South Dakota is not humid. No, it is not. Um, then Tennessee, Tennessee is obviously more humid than it would be in North or South Dakota. And then number 10 is Kansas. So if you look at that list, it's kind of a 50, 50. Some of them are humid states as far as, you know, their natural conditions and some are very dry.
0: So wow, and that's a very diverse list. You're not it just is. talking about like Houston, which is very humid, or uh, anywhere in Florida, the Keys, right? Which are you're talking about places that seemingly, quote unquote, are super super dry, mm-hmm. and they're on the top ten list.
1: Exactly, and you know, one of the questions I always get is well, why would why would Arizona or Nevada be on that list? Well, for our listeners in Arizona, it's unless you get like. I don't even know the names of the places, so I apologize to our listeners. But there are some more mountainous areas. I'm um, in northern Arizona, like Flagstaff. Yeah, and is it Sedona? Is that oh, one Sedona.
0: That's right. That's a, yeah.
1: But uh, you get away from those places, and it's hot. It's very hot, very dry. Well, once again, what the reason I believe we're having the mold epidemic is because we're in buildings that are closed up. When it's hot, that hot outside, you don't want to be outside. Correct. So you're inside of a home. Well, the temperature outside. So let's just let's compare Arizona to what it is probably right now in April. They're they're getting close to hitting the hundred mark, whereas here we're gonna hit. You know, we're we're gonna be lucky if we're into the sixties. Well, sixty degrees and hundred degrees. A water pipe leak doesn't care how hot it is outside. That's true. So, and that's. You know, that was the reason I wanted to do a podcast about this is I don't want our listeners to think because they live in a certain area that they're fine. Yeah. Most mold infestations are caused by defective, you know, water pipes. So and we we we've seen our fair share of those whether it's showers, anything.
0: Absolutely. So it really there are so many, I guess what you're saying is there's so many factors don't discount the likelihood of having a mold right. issue just because of where you live.
1: Right. And it, the 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 temperature outside has nothing to do with defects that was either from your plumber, your builder, whoever. Moisture intrusion typically is what obviously is causing a mold infestation.
0: Absolutely. So what do you have to say to our listeners that, that live in notoriously humid areas like Houston, Like Orlando, Um, South Carolina is very, very humid, uh, especially along the coast where there's, you know, the Atlantic Ocean. What do you say to those people?
1: So for those people, you know, like I've said, inside their homes shouldn't be that humid. Um, Those people, the one thing that we we see a lot of concerns, and it's not fun, you might as well get rid of it, is mold inside their vehicles. Okay. And you get mold in your car, you might as well just... I wouldn't even say sell it because you don't want to pass that problem on to somebody else, but you pretty much have to get rid of the vehicle. So, you know, in those humid areas, make sure you're paying attention to places like your car. And once again, inside your home, obviously, is just as important whether you're down in Houston or you're in Cheyenne, Wyoming, it doesn't matter. But, you know, those that live in the humid areas know what it's like to go outside and their hair's all frizzy in 10 minutes and, you know. Versus those of us that live in Wyoming don't have to deal with it.
0: Absolutely. Not to mention all the sweating all the time yeah. in humid areas. What do you say to those people who live in humid areas, but also live in uh, tornado alley, hurricane alley, you know, the areas where the natural elements could create a situation where after a hurricane and flooding, you seriously have mold issues.
1: As far as like, preventative measures yeah like mean, when you
0: know you live in a place like Houston where a hurricane will come and flood your basement or you live in Florida a hurricane will come and flood your home are there mold prevention things that they specifically because they live in those areas where hurricanes yeah. are likely that they need to be doing
1: yeah and we've covered podcasts where you know mold prevention tools but humidity gauges is what we talk about all the time we don't Hardly ever stop talking about humidity gauges. That's a key to to mold growth. But they can, you know, they can have things such as, you know, moisture alarms. Um, I don't know of any humidity gauges that have alarms on them. But, you know, we don't live in those kinds of places. I've never had to live somewhere like that. But I imagine, you know, for our listeners, there's lots of things where they're like, yeah, we, you know, we have to always have sandbags ready or, you know, uh, transfer pumps to, to pump water out or whatnot. So, you know, I obviously don't have to experience that kind of stuff, but there there are tools that obviously they can have to, and, and they've probably lived there long enough to know, but number one things, humidity gauges. We talk about it all the time. It's probably one of the most common things we ever talk about. Yeah. And everybody needs one.
0: So there's your call to action for people.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, you you have to have one. It's, I don't care where you live.
0: Absolutely. And so at the end of the day, uh, it sounds like it's super important for people to not get caught up in the geographic area of where they live. And if they've read The Mold Epidemic, that book really explains to them why we have the epidemic we have and why where you live is really not. Like, there are too many other factors. Right.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, it matters, obviously. But at the end of the day, don't, you know, don't think because you live in a dry state, you don't have to worry about it. But yeah, I cover cover all that stuff in The Mold Epidemic and it's, you know, they can get it on Amazon. It's an audible paperback. any ebook format. An ebook. Yep. So,
0: so be sure to check that out. Just look up The Mold Epidemic on Amazon or you can go to cnccontractorservices.com and you can learn more about the books, this podcast and everything else. Yep. All right. Well, catch you on the next episode prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.